Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the Americans' perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Carn, and Mike Steenstra. Bruno, what's up, man? Thanks for coming on Rooster and the Devil. What's up? Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be to be with you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Would you uh, mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Um, well, so I'm Bruno Lapa. I'm from Brazil originally. Um, now I play professionally for the Birmingham Legion, the USL Championship level. Um, this is my rookie year. I just graduated from Wake Forest University. Um, had a four-year uh, career there and uh, very excited to be here. So how old were you when you came to the U.S.? So um, I actually came to the U.S. when I was 17 years old, 17 to 18. Um, I came in my junior year of high school, joined a boarding school in uh, uh, Florida, in Florida called Montverde Academy. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Did you come over with family? No, it's just me. I came by myself. Just just me and my dream to one day become a professional player. <laughs> gotcha. So it was specifically for soccer that you came? Yes. Yes. And also to get an education, I felt like um, here in the United States, I was, I would have a better opportunity to, to purchase my my education my education aspirations as well as as continue to play soccer at a high level. Gotcha. And then, uh, so what was your youth soccer like in Brazil? Yeah. So it's just like in a lot of places in the world, soccer in Brazil is just like a religion. So everybody mm-hmm. loves playing, and it's uh, it's something that I played since I'm five years old. It was my dream since since I was a kid to to be a professional. Um, I play for a youth academy from uh, Atlético Paranaense Club, which is a uh, first division club back home. Um, I played for them for several years, um, and I uh, was able to play with a lot of a lot of players that now play at a high level in Europe and uh, and also in Brazil. So, so that was that was something that definitely added um, experience for me. And then I moved I moved to play a little bit in Portugal for a few years. Uh, not a few years, a few months. Um, Where, well, what team was that? For was Boa it a Vista. trial? Yeah, it was Boa Vista. So it was it's a first division club in Portugal. They uh, they had me there for a few months. However, because of my age, I wasn't able to to sign anything because the FIFA rules, and I had to be 18 huh. years old and etc. So at that at that point in my life, um, you know, it was it was an exciting opportunity, but at the same time. Um, you know, I was I was I wasn't gonna be able to study and and continue to pursue uh, uh, my you know the the education side of things. Sure. And I think me and my family just decided that wasn't the, the the right time to move. So right when I got back to Brazil, I had the opportunity to join Mulvert Academy. So that's when I took the the the, the this opportunity of coming to the U.S. Do a lot of uh, Brazilian guys play in Portugal just because the language uh, you know makes it an easy easier transition yeah i think so i think it's a it's a it's a platform that a lot of top level brazilian players end up kind of joining beforehand kind of get used to the european level and european lifestyle um because like you said the language is definitely something that helps um i do believe that that's uh that's a good place to be if you 
if you want to maybe move even to a higher level. But it, uh, it was something that I learned a lot and it was good. Um, so I do think that that's definitely a factor that helps for Brazilian players to be in Europe. Huh. And did you play uh, all around Europe when you were there? Or did you play mostly in Portugal? And then whereabouts in Portugal is that? I've been to uh, Lisbon and then the the south co- the Algarve coast on the bottom there. Yeah, so it was Porto. So it was a Porto. Um, yeah. So the city of Porto, you was uh, – I actually really enjoyed the city. Looks um, like – yeah, I, I saw some pictures. We didn't make it there, but it looks like a cool spot. Yeah, no, it's actually – um, one of the best cities I've ever been because I, you know, I visited a few places beforehand. I played, I played in France for, um, I played a couple of times in France. So I went to the academy of uh, that the, the youth team that I had in Brazil that I was playing for. We played a couple of tournaments in France. Um, so that was pretty cool. Went to Paris and things like that. So it was yeah. a very, very nice experience as well. And uh, uh, um, I've been to Spain as well before. So Porto is a very cool city. I enjoyed being there. Um, definitely recommend if you ever get the chance to go back. It's uh, it's a very cool place to be. Was it uh, FC Porto is the big one, big team there? Yeah, so that's yeah, that's a big team, and then Bovisa is the rival. So um, there's only four teams in, the, in in Portugal that have, that have won the the league. So it's Porto, uh, Sporting, Benfica, the big ones, and Bovisa. Yeah. Bovisa yeah. is the only one that's uh, outside of the big three that ever won the league. So there's a little bit of history there. Um, and that's in the Porto's rival, so that was something that's uh, that's something cool. And then growing up, did you watch the Brazilian? It was it's Serie Serie A too? Is that what it's called? In, in yeah, yeah, the the first division there. Yeah, was that your main league that you followed growing up? Yes, yeah. So uh, I think when I was younger, the, my dad's team, which became my team, was still in first division, so it was it was easier to watch. But for a few years, our team is in second division. So my favorite team that I support is second division. Sure. Um, so, but growing up, we had a we had a great time going to team going to, to to the games because our team was in fourth division. So that's like um, that was our main league. And then me and him grew up um, watching Barcelona and Ronaldinho play. I think Ronaldinho um, is a the big reason why I love this the game and. Uh, We'd, we'd religiously be watching him on Sunday afternoons and and uh, and just enjoy the magic that he that he used to do at Camp Nou. So, I mean, what's your relationship with the Brazilian national team growing up? That that looks like one of the best uh, supporter team relationships there is in the world. Yeah, you, it's it's amazing because um, the country literally, literally stops whenever Brazil is playing, so everybody's just tuned in and. It loves to watch. So fortunately, last time we won a World Cup was 2002. I was young. I still remember a little bit, but it was I was. Were you I was about five? Bit, yeah, I was about five. So yeah. <laughs> um, I was young, and then the other World Cups unfortunately didn't go our way. But it's still something that uh, you know gets people going, and and it is the main sport in Brazil by so far. So it's uh, so it's exciting. Still love it. Still. I uh, enjoy so much watching Brazil play. Sure. And then what is – basketball is number two, right? Anders Berger and Barbosa. It is, but it's very far from from, gotcha. from from soccer. It's not a lot of people watching, but I think basketball will be number two. So then – so you, you had the trial in, in Portugal. You went back to Brazil for a little bit, and then just tell me about the decision to go to Mato Verde. And, is that in Florida? It is in Florida, right outside Orlando, around 20, 30 minutes of Orlando, so it's very close. 
Um, it was it was a uh, it was a tough decision because I pretty much um, you know I play I play in my home hometown my whole life. When I made the decision to go to Portugal and, and be there, it wasn't for too long. And uh, um, you know, and when the opportunity came for me to go to Montverde Academy, uh, Mike Potempa, the the head director of the program, um, you know, invited me to go there and, and check it out. For a week and uh, and see the level, see the facilities of the, the the school and things like that. So I was there for a week training, and I fell in love with with, with the level. I think he, what he does that it's amazing. It's an amazing program um, that develops you as a soccer player because you breathe soccer on a daily basis. You train every day, and uh, and also the the idea of uh, being able to to still have a great education was something that for me was was a perfect fit. Um, my English wasn't very good, and I, yeah, I was curious about that. Perfect, but it, it's a, uh, it's a. Uh, I was. I oh, your your English is great right now. That's <laughs> yeah, short. I, I try, I try, but uh, <laughs> um, so I, you know, for me, trying to adapt to to everything is a little bit, um, you know, it's different. And, sure. Um, but the good thing that there's a lot of people from all around the world. It's the same boat as you. You, everybody's trying to learn English as well. A lot of Brazilian players in there, so. So everybody just helping each other, um, and it was great. I think I had a had an awesome time at Montverde Academy, and so grateful for the opportunity that they gave me to have me there for a couple of years. So um, it was good. I love it. Nice. And let me just uh, introduce Jimmy, who jumped on the line. Um, Jimmy played high school ball, kind of a washed up goalkeeper, <laughs> I'd say at this point. But he's been uh, he's been a long time soccer fan and, and very knowledgeable guy. So uh, Jimmy, this is Bruno. Hey Bruno, how's it going? Hey Jimmy, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So uh, uh, I apologize for being late. Um, no, between uh, between some kids that were having a hard time going to bed, and I'm, having, I'm struggling with the internet right now. So oh, hopefully okay. I can stay on with you guys. He's old. Yeah, we're yeah. both old, so you got to forgive our. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's yeah. all good. No, no problems at all. <laughs> so as far as playing at Montverde, you said com- uh, people come from all over the world to play there. Yeah, it's a boarding school, so. Um, you do have the regular students, but also have um, people come from Europe, South America, Central America, and everywhere to be a part of the program. It's a, it's a very good soccer program, so you do have a lot of kids. So um, you know, very diverse. Uh, did you play with any professionals there on your team? Yeah, yeah. So um, Andres Shiki is a very close friend of mine. Um, he was the rookie of the year in the MLS last year, um, fifth pick in the draft last year to uh, Colorado Rapids, very close. Uh, Diego Campos is a kid that played for Clemson, at Clemson and then played for Chicago Fire for two, three years. Now he's played, he's played, he plays in Europe. A um, couple of players also still in the MLS and uh, USL level as well as some, some still in Europe. So it's actually a, a very strong academy that that they get that. Develops a lot of professional players, bring a lot of players from from Africa as well. So it's a very diverse and high level uh, program. So what position did you play in high school? So I was playing. So up to that point, I was also I was playing. I played a wide or I played as a as a forward. But um, Mike Potempa saw me uh, as a midfielder, an attacking midfielder, and uh, that's where I play there. Um, so that was that was uh, kind of the star of my. My time is that attacking midfielder. Sure, you guys having internet problems, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, so when you first started playing midfielder, I mean, I remember I, I like 
to play striker when I was younger. And every <laughs> someone tried to stick me elsewhere in the field, like I was like, ah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, what what was it like uh, as far as acceptance of that position? Did I'm, you like it right away? I think I, I liked it right away because I think I was able to kind of impact the game a little bit more and be and, and kind of create more. Um, not really just wait for the ball to get to you when you're forward and you and a why you I think you're limited to one spot when sure. as in the midfielder I think you can move more and you kind of have have a little bit of uh, your own your own thoughts into the into the play and, and, and how to create things so um, it was uh, I enjoyed it I think my parents always my dad always told me that he saw that I have a little bit of a creativity where could be used as a midfielder and yeah. you know, I always listen but never end up changing and uh, and kind of worked out when I moved to, to Montverde. So what type of midfielder would you des- describe yourself as? Um, more, definitely more attacking one uh, that, you know, enjoys to be on the ball, kind of enjoys to, to, to have the ball in feet and kind of dictates the, the pace and, uh, and big and choose passes and, and, uh, and opportunities to create and uh, um, help help my teammates find good opportunities to score with assists as well as you know getting getting being dangerous and getting to the box and scoring goals as well. So nice. So uh, Wake Forest saw you play at Montverde. Uh, tell me about the uh, recruiting experience and and did they have a plan for you heading in, into there to, to play a similar position you played in high school or did they kind of move you around a little bit? Um, so it was it was interesting, very interesting how um, the recruiting process went for me because um, coming to the US, I did not I didn't know much about college soccer. Sure. Right? Like you in Brazil, you'd never heard of it, and it was um, at least for me. Like, I think nowadays people know a lot. There's a lot of a lot of especially my friends that are doing those um, helping people from home and kind of have those Instagrams where they interact with their followers about giving them information and things like that about what college soccer is about. Yeah. Um, for me, I didn't know much. So when I got to Montverde, I was playing there, you know, um, playing with a, with a, they have like a top team at Montverde Academy that plays against, you know, national teams and, and the U20, U19, U.S. national team. Oh, and, really? Uh, teams that come from Europe. Yeah. Oh, so we cool. don't really play the high school season. We play more against like those friendlies and little tournaments with professional teams. So that was, that's uh-huh. something very cool about cool. it. How many games um, did you guys lose in high school? So, like, Mover, <laughs> so when I was there, I was forty and zero, so forty and zero. <laughs> so I, I didn't play, I didn't lose a single game of of, uh, of high school. Um, I played a few. I didn't play most, like some of the games. I didn't. I did not play um, because you know, part being part of the of the one the, the, the elite team. Um, you know, I did. We would play other types of games. We played some professional games and things like that. But. Um, but it was funny because we had a streak of I think nine, like eight or nine years without losing a high school game. What? Um, <laughs> so coming starting 2011 up to up to 2019, uh, I forgot I forgot when they lost the game, but it was uh, one of the seasons when I was already at Wake Forest, and it was like a people were talking about how Mover lost their first game. It was we were like a hundred and I don't know when, but around 100, 160, 170. And like oh and three, I think over those the dispute. Th- so it was crazy. Um, yeah. So it was um, it was it was pretty cool. Um, so when I was going back to the store, when I was there, I started getting recruited, and and uh, in my junior year, my first semester, people started reaching out for a couple of colleges. Um, 
messaging me and, and email me. So I started doing my own research. Like, let me see, let me let me understand more about college soccer and and, and whatnot. Um, and going to my senior year, I'm I'm still not committed. You know, you know. Kind was of turning did. pro something you were thinking about at that age? Yes, right? yeah. yes, I was. That's why I was telling the head the head the head of the program, Mike Potempa. There, he, you know, is a big mentor of mine. Um, he, I was telling him, I said. You know, my goal is to be a professional. You know, I don't understand a lot about college soccer and things like that. So he was educating me a lot about it, and I was, was also doing my own research. And I, and the, the Wake Forest name came up. You know, I watched them play. Really love the style of the game and the atmosphere, of the games, and and the conference that they play in the ACC and uh, and everything that I was that I was kind of looking for. Wake Forest could check the box and. Uh, so I'm in my senior year, and it's pretty late for top programs. You, they really have everything kind of set up for an advance, right? Huh. Uh, players committed their sophomore, maybe junior year, the latest. Yeah, um, they're probably not they, used to waiting for. Yeah, people. they're not. They exactly. So, um, but Wake Forest didn't have the money for me. They, they didn't have a spot for me in the roster and the scholarship. Um, so I'm August, September. October comes in and I'm and I'm chatting with this uh, one of the coaches at the program and uh, and they say look we we can't have you we can't have you here and at the same time I'm holding off a lot of different schools that that were offering me the opportunity to be at their program and I'm like I'm talking to my family be like I don't know I I, I just I can't commit right now I I feel like something might might happen away for it. Yeah. And and then November comes in. They say the same thing in December. They're like, we're gonna hold some uh, end of the year meetings, um, and uh, we might maybe somebody transfer or something happen, and you might have a, we might be able to have you here. Um, and then those meetings happen, and they're like, I'm sorry, we 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 don't have anything. So, Dang. so I'm going home for Christmas. I'm going home for Christmas break, and I'm you know at home semester to graduate don't know what's going to happen in my life don't know you know where to go Just have have a lot of opportunities across the country to go but it's not at the place that i wanted to be sure um so then i'm at home and, and mike potempa the the director there more very calls me and he says hey how are you he said doing well merry christmas hey, merry christmas thank you and uh and he says listen Jack Harrison signed a generational digital contract last night in uh, Wake Forest. Wake Forest. I just talked to the coach there, and they have. I know. Sorry, continue. And 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 they have it, and they have the opportunity to uh, to have you to have a Wake Forest, and I, and I was so excited. I talked to the coach of uh, uh, Wake uh, Wake Forest, Bobby Muse, right away, and uh, and we made it happen. So that was that was out of the blue. He signed a contract and. You probably know that he played at New York FC, plays for the Man City. Yeah, Leeds United now. Yeah, yeah. United. So, so the fact that he he left early to go prof- to go play a professional uh, opened up a, a spot on the roster for me. So it was it was crazy how it worked out, and I was waiting, 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 and made it happen. So I'm very glad how, um, in the end, he, you know, I was able to to go to the school that I wanted to go. So yeah, that's a neat story, man. It's kind of cool too. You're p- replacing, you know, Jack Harrison <laughs> as the as yeah, a person. Yeah, I don't know if uh, up to to his level to 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 what he was able to accomplish, but uh, you know, I'm very glad that um, you know, I was able to to be part of a great program at Wake Forest. Well, um, I mean, it doesn't seem like you had a bad career at Wake Forest, so <laughs> I wanted to go into that a little bit. It, it seemed to me like 
you know, you came off the bench freshman year, didn't play all the games, but then you came off the bench almost every game or every game sophomore year and then kind of fell into your role. So, so talk me through each one of those those years a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, after after committing to Wake Forest, you started really like, you know, focusing on getting to Wake and and I was extremely excited. And at the same time, as a kid, you uh, you uh, you're excited, but at the same time, you you have expectations, right? You you have dreams for yourself and aspirations individually and also collectively, but especially individually. So, um, you know, I'm always I was used to kind of to, to to be playing and to be on the field and and yeah, kind of like a focal point of the team, focal right? Point, yeah. So. So when I got to Wake, um, things weren't exactly the way that I expected just because, you know, you play in a high level. We play with, with a lot of high level players. Um, and uh, and then for me, it was, uh, it was a shock when the things start, didn't start going my way and I, and I, and I couldn't handle that moment. Like, well, yeah. I mean, were you tempted to leave at all? Because I, I feel like you probably had opportunities to sign a professional contract at a high school. You get to the, to college and you're, you know, you're not getting that many opportunities. Like how tempted were you to leave freshman year? Yeah. So yeah, like you said, you know, I started kind of second guessing, Oh, like, is it, is it, was the right decision to come to, to go there? And, uh, but I think at the moment I thought that I was right and I should, I should be on the field. Even though and I have amazing players playing on top, of, like in front of me, like Jacor Hayes, Ian Harks, guys that I look up to into those Wake days. Wake Forest is so it's so talented. I mean, we've talked to now, you know, uh, two guys, Hayden Partain and Alistair mm-hmm. Johnston, who came out of out of Wake. Yeah. And I mean, the more we talk to you guys that came out of the program, the more we realize like that is an incredible soccer program. Yeah, it is. It is. It is an amazing program. Which uh, they do such a great job at, at recruiting as well as you know, developing players when they got, when they get there. So, you know, props to the, the whole program and the, and the coaching staff there. And, uh, well, for me, when, when I was there as a freshman and a young kid and a young guy in the program, you, 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 you get frustrated, you get mad. And, uh, and I, you know, my freshman year wasn't the way I wanted, but, um, but then I, and then I thought, yeah, like you said, I did thought about leaving. Like you, you always have like, yeah, like, they probably they doing the wrong thing. Like I should be on the field. Let me just try to leave. But, but I think going leaving Wake Forest and going to a program such a big force. I heard a lot of people saying that you know I wasn't I wasn't going to be able to play in the ACC and, and uh, I wasn't going to be able to succeed at that level. Really. And and those and those people motivated me to to prove them wrong. And I didn't want to I didn't want to just give them and prove them right. Like I didn't want to like go to maybe somewhere else and 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 look like you know i gave up on on that dream but because like you said i waited so long for for the wake forest opportunity to come around so i so i, I stayed for my sophomore year and i definitely expect things to be different and you know i play every game but i still wasn't wasn't starting and and that and that was another learning experience but learning like little by little i was understanding that maybe the problem wasn't everybody else it was me like I had, I had to change. I had to learn. I had to adjust to things that maybe my game didn't have it. Maybe my mentality wasn't there. Um, you know, I was a kid that you know wanted to play with the ball, but didn't want to defend as much. Didn't want to do the defensive work. To and in a system where it was proven to be a right one, because you know they 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 coming up, coming off successful seasons, and 
And if, if the, the, the coach wants you to play some way and you don't want to play, you, he's not going to be the one leaving. You're going to be the one that's not going to be on the field. So I started to understand that. I started to switch my mentality. Um, and, and, and after my sophomore year season, I'm, I was like, well, I have, I have half of my half of my time here with Forest is over. So I either um, switch switch how I do how I see things and and my my work rate, or I'm gonna end up you know just not achieving things that I that I that I think I can. So um, that's when I really start working more defensively, listening more. I think and uh, and maturing a lot just as a player as as a as a member of the team and as a teammate i, I start soaking everything in and, and and making this change and i think going from those two first years um of not starting a single game awake for us to to then you know being a, a two-time first team all-american night my last two years uh, it was yeah. A big, yeah it was a big change it was a it was a it was a nearly the opposite from each other so um so you were, was, uh, what, 2018 Midfielder of the Year for ACC and then two-time All-American? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it was it, Yeah, it was, it was good. I think, uh, you know, I think definitely it's, it's you know, proper to all my the teammates and the coaching staff for, for, for doing everything because you can't do it by yourself, and I understood that. I understood that after my two years that just does Bruno Lapa won't, won't do anything. It has to be a weak force. It has to be a collective effort. And uh, and I had that switch in my mentality to a point where, you know, playing for the team and eventually individual things will come. But if you focus on you know being a good teammate and uh, and and doing the work that's asked, I think good things will happen. And and, and that was show right there. So it was a it was a it was a time that looking back right now, I'm very glad I went through. Of course, during it you hate it, but right now I learned so much from that experience of of facing this challenge, facing this hard time to to be able to overcome and achieve and achieve good things. I think I'm able to 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 connect to a lot of young guys, even at the program that maybe are struggling with the same problem that I went through and I'm able to, hey listen, like even though like in my senior season I'm I'm one of the captains of the team. I it wasn't like that two years ago, three years ago where I was in the same shoes as you. So I think being able to lead young guys and, and help them it was something that that was um, that I look I look right now and I see like wow like I'm glad I I went through this 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 yeah, a little bit struggle moment yeah. this struggle so I can so I can uh, uh, um, maybe be a, be a leader for others and help others achieve success as well. Sure. So then, so you well, played now. Go for it, Jimmy. No, I was just say how glad are you then? Then like looking back like four years earlier when you're coming out of high school when you're kind of contemplating you know maybe I'll just go to try to play pro. Like, how glad are you now? Like, how much better prepared for you? How much better prepared are you for a professional game after doing the four years at Wake than you would have been coming out of high school? I think um, I'm very glad. Like, I it was, I tell people it was, the I think, the best decisions that I made and I never regret was one first coming to the U.S. and then going to Wake Forest, right? Um, I think, like you said, that being, being prepared for the professional game, I think, yeah, that's right. But also, I feel like I'm not even for the professional game prepare, but prepare for life. I think Wake Forest does such a great job, especially the program and, and the university itself, to prepare you to be a good soccer player, but also understand that, you know, there's there's life after soccer, and you also have to deal with so many other things, not just playing playing soccer. So, um, 
for me, playing at a high level and a very high level conference, competing with the best players in the country every day. I think there's there's a there's definitely something in that that you can take value out of it. And then, and it was it was great for me, great for my preparation to to take the next step. And uh, and I'm very glad that I was I was part of the program and uh, and the coach the coachings that they have there. They're they're very high level, and you're playing um, with great players every day. Um, and also understanding all the aspects of that 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 lead you to have successful successful life after after graduating from there. So I'm very I glad. I read that you were a, a very good student, weren't you? Straight A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yes. Let's say yes. Nice. <laughs> so uh, you were um, you were number ten on the on the squad. So I mean, you had to have been one of the the best players on the squad in general, and you had some very, very good years. So, so tell me about your favorite memories uh, as part of Wake. Um, yeah, so it was a, it's a, it was a honor to be the number ten of that program. I think great players being in that spot before, and uh, um, you know, being able to play with with so many top top players from Wake Forest that that are playing professional level for me is a, it's a, it's great memories right there, but. We won the ACC uh, regular season three years and the ACC tournament twice. Those are great memories, um, uh, you know, as a collective effort as well as going to the Final Four my freshman year and my senior year. I think that's definitely special. Being being one of the leaders and taking the team to the Final Four was a was a great accomplishment. Um, a couple of goals I scored, I think individually, the great memories. Um, score a goal over time against Louisville. That that's definitely. Um, it was a it was a good it was a good memory for me and I think, but just it's overall, goal, is it golden goal in NCAA? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a, so a good feeling. A, so it, make, it makes it it's a great feeling when it's court, but it's 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 a horrible feeling when you lose losing over time. Yeah. So, so it can go either way, but uh, um, you know, Do you like I golden think, goal. Uh, it, it definitely I think makes it more entertaining. You know, I think uh. Gives that little little bit of uh, every time somebody's about to attack, yeah. I think not every uh, everybody understands, and then when you watch, you're like, oh my god, he can't right here. So it gives a little bit of that that special feeling of entertainment for who's watching. But um, but I don't know if I you know really enjoy it. But in the college in the college level, you play so many games in such a short amount of bit of time that if you play the full overtime every time you tie a game, that wears you down and. Uh, um, and sometimes you can in one minute, you know, it takes 90 minutes, nobody scores and one minute or two over time, game is over. So it's, it's definitely interesting. Um, I don't know if I have a decision in terms of if I love it or not, but it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Jimmy, you got anything? Uh, no, I was, uh, I was waiting for you to lead us into the professional ranks here. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly where we're headed. So, you know, I was checking out some mock drafts. And I saw your your name coming up like like top ten, top fifteen. Um, you know, I, I hate to ask, but like, um, you know, were you a little disappointed that your name didn't go in, into the MLS draft? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've I've been asked that a lot. <laughs> so sure. It is. Uh, and you don't have was, to answer if you don't want. No, like, I don't we're, mind. We're, all, I don't, we're trying to have a good time here. No, so it's trying. definitely a great time. I'm loving it. Uh, no, it's a. Uh, it's it's definitely uh, something that that hit me a little bit. Um, I, I, I was expecting yes um, to to be drafted. 
um, you know, I think having the last couple of years that I had at Wake Forest and, uh, um, and all the things that maybe you hear from people and the people around you and, uh, and you kind of have the expectations of, of being picked and having at least an opportunity to, sure. to go to preseason and, and, and prove yourself. Um, I was, I think not only me, but a lot of people that, that, you know, my friends and coaches and everybody that was working with me, I think they, everybody was surprised with the, with what happened. And, uh, at that moment, very upset, of course, cause you have, you have this course, dream, man. you look forward. Oh yeah. I'm going to go to, to Wake Forest and then hopefully be drafted when you, when you put yourself in a good, in a good spot and a good, uh, um, situation, you do expect those things to happen. So, um, yeah, at first, at first was a a little, little bit of a shock, but next day I was already at 7 a.m. Uh, at the field working and uh, and continue to prepare myself for my next opportunity. You know. Yeah, man. What you got? Oh. So, so tell me about how you landed at uh, Birmingham. Yeah. So, uh, so right after that, you know, I started figuring out um, my next opportunity, and Birmingham gave me the opportunity to to come here, and, uh, and I'm very glad to be here. I think looking back right now. Um, you see a lot of the guys that get drafted that um, that maybe go to a preseason but end up not signing a contract or um, yeah that happens all the time in MLS Super Draft like it's not a guarantee that you're going to play in MLS so like even if you were drafted you're kind of in the same position maybe that you would have ended up in anyway in a way yeah exactly so I think a lot of guys end up not getting drafted and uh um, or even like being loaned to a to another to another team. So for me, yeah, I'm looking back right now. Maybe me going going straight to a preseason um, in the USL was 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 maybe uh, well maybe the right thing to do. Yeah, right thing for me because maybe I go to a to a preseason then my last signed up not working working out and I then because I'm an international and I'm a number ten and and I think those things also. Uh, could have could have some weight into my into its decision of of not being drafted by the clubs because you know nowadays the league is very focused on on uh, on, on on big players for those positions and uh, sure. every oh, time yeah, more that makes sense that you, yeah number ten yeah, that's yeah, a position being, of like I'm sure a lot of DPs are number tens right yeah I think every every team has a DP in that position and and being international league is is getting even every time harder because of uh of uh you know they 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 save those spots for maybe players that are already established in the professional level and and not as much as players coming from from college so those are i think um talking to you know afterwards kind of kind of chatting that out with people that's that's where they believe um that the reason why uh things maybe didn't go the way i expected in the draft um and looking back i'm very i'm very okay with it because Maybe I go to a preseason and the club don't have international spot for me, and uh, and I end up falling out of the system to a point where I don't have my last contract, and I'm also too late to sign a USL contract because also the international spot situation. So um, I'm very glad and I'm very happy with the opportunity that I have here, Birmingham Legion. Uh, it's a it's a great it's a great club, and uh, unfortunately with the, the the situation that we're going through with the coronavirus, everything yeah. everything is stuck right now, but. I'm looking forward to the season when it comes back. So, uh, and the opportunity that I have here to play. So, yeah, I mean, I think everything you just said is spot on. You, you want minutes, you know. You don't want to be sitting behind anybody, 
think MLS Super Draft isn't what it used to be, so like it's okay. I mean, <laughs> so tell me about uh, like what was it looking like for Birmingham this season? Would you have been a uh, you know every game starter playing number ten? I think it's hard to it's hard to tell. I think um, if you if you follow soccer anywhere, it, you know it's uh, it's, it's some, the first team that plays the first game is maybe completely different than the team sure. that finishes and plays the playoffs. So um, I think we were headed to to have a, a strong team. Um, you know, we, we put together some very very good players in the roster, and uh, and I think we we were excited about the opportunity. Um, it's hard to, 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 to tell if, if you're going to start, if you're not. I think you think in the professional level, injuries happen and things happen, formations change and, and situations change. So it's, so it's hard to predict. But, uh, you know, I was, I was just focused on helping the club be successful, sure. the, the team to do well, helping do my best at trainings every day and, uh, and just, you know, earn, earn my spot on the, on the roster. So did you guys get a game in? We end up not getting it. I think uh, yeah. we we got only some preseason games, but when we, when we headed to the first to the first game of, of the weekend of at least of, at least our game because some clubs actually played the weekend before, um, everything was stopped on that weekend. So we end up not actually not even starting our season. So, so how much contact with the club are you having right now? It's uh it's not as much. We have a few uh, Zoom meetings where. We we get in contact and uh, and and talk talk it out with you know with the with a, uh, a coaching staff and and have maybe some news and some updates on the situation and maybe do some Zoom workouts where we are uh, all working out from our own place. Um, we do have a, a schedule of trainings to follow according to of course the 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 what well, what is told us of social distancing and being t- and being care uh, being careful with the. With the with the situation, so we have our our trainings and runnings to to do, um, and that's kind of the most that we have in contact. I, you know, don't see a lot of the guys right now. We all staying a little bit far from each other, respecting all the the guidelines. So, sure. Are you uh, so you're quarantined in Birmingham? Yeah, I am. I am. I'm here. Just uh, if I want to talk to my family, it's all through you know uh, Skype yeah. and have to spend those time away and uh, just quarantine here, um, waiting for the situation to go through, talking to my family, doing the most out of this time that I have right now. So so what's uh, Birmingham like to a to a Brazilian guy? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was, it was my first time in Alabama when I moved, when I came here. So um, I actually enjoy the city. Um, I think I have one of my teammates at Wake Forest that's from there from here. So um, and they and they helped me out here. My first when I first moved in, they they had me over and they helped me out a lot through this transition. So it was great to have them here and and, and kind of show me the city a little bit and 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 how the city uh, works here. So for me, um, I end up I end up liking it. You know, fortunately now with everything stopped, you kind of have to stay in it. But it's a cool city, um, and I'm excited to be here and and. And play for the team so nice yeah i mean hope you guys get going soon this is a sad situation but it is, it is what a, it is yeah crazy times crazy times yeah are the uh case rates in alabama pretty low it's it's I've, it's not pretty low but i don't think it's 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 pretty high it depends on on how you want to compare who do you want to compare with well, so yeah 
Um, I know that you know New York and places like that. There, where I'm you know, in Maryland, it's it's pretty pretty high here. Really? And Jimmy's in Michigan, and that, they've okay. got a good number of cases too. So, oh, really, yeah, I think we're we're around 3,500, 3, uh-huh. 3, um, cases. So, uh, maybe maybe the South maybe don't don't get hit as much. I don't know if it's the hot weather or or what's the maybe the the, the traveling. I don't sure. know, but I wouldn't be the one to tell you why. But <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, hopefully everything gets settled, people stay safe, and then we can get back to to normal life. So, sure. So, Jimmy, uh, any other questions? Or go for it, Jimmy. I was to say, are you are you worried about worried at all about you know getting back into stuff and kind of like you know already being behind on on some of the technical type stuff that the coaching staff might be looking for? Um. So me, I have a one of my teammates. We live together in the apartment. Uh, we. We go together and we do some uh, trainings and te- technical training and passing and things like that. So, so we stay sharp. We do our best. It's definitely not the same thing as being training every day with full team and things like that. But I think at this time we all have to just you know try to make the most out of the situation, adjust and, and do our best to to be at the, at the best level possible. So for us, we go every day and uh, try to do an hour, an hour and thirty of technical work and and passing and. And do our best to stay sharp as well as our fit, our physical work. So, so when we go back to training, because I, I believe that we won't have a lot of time of for training before games get going. So we want to just want to make sure that we're at the best level possible to get the season going. Absolutely, Jimmy. And I wanted to give you an opportunity since we have a Brazilian on the on the pod right now to ask any questions about Brazilian players that you have because I know I know you know some. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, this has got to be hard even like for a Brazilian like who is like yeah, I know you mentioned Rondinho earlier but like all time is Rondinho your favorite Brazilian player um I, I would say yes because you know I wasn't I wasn't able to watch a lot you know maybe you can consider maybe my maybe for the last 12 14 years of my life that's kind of what I can't remember as much, and I think Ronaldinho is the one that had a bigger impact on on my love for the game. Um, you know, I think me me and my dad grew up watching him in Barcelona and the national team, and and he's someone that made me fell in love and, and with with the sport. Nowadays, I think I think um, not only me but a lot, of, a lot of people love Neymar. Neymar is somebody that um, Brazilian wise is 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 in the He's an amazing player. He's so talented, and uh, we all expect him to do great things. Unfortunately, with injuries and other things, he hasn't been able to be his full potential. But uh, we all hope that 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 he gets back to to the level that we all know he can he can reach. Is David David Luiz is a Brazilian? Yeah, <laughs> he is. He is. Yeah. What's your opinion of him? Uh, yeah, a little bit different than Ronaldinho and Neymar for sure, but <laughs> um, I think I think he had he had a, a couple of years where um, he was good, and I think he was good to the national team. Um, I don't know, I don't know anymore. I think he, what about um, Tottenham fans? What about what about, uh, what about Kaká? Kaká, Kaká like, was amazing too. Kaká, I, yeah, Kaká was yeah. a great player. I think. Not only as a player, but I think as a, as a role model for young players to follow. I think off field, if you compare Kaká to Neymar, for example, you see Kaká's decision and how he portrays himself off the field and and his his personal image and how he 
make sure to to make good decisions off the field it's completely different than i think maybe neymar so he's a guy that not only did the right things on the field but an amazing player on the field and but also i think uh, um have a good image to 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 his decisions that that he made off the field as well so i think he's a he's a great guy great great role model for a lot of guys all right and the, the last question i'd ask you would be if uh Current current Brazil players right now. You got to pick a five aside. Who's your five guys? Five aside. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> keeper. Um. Uh, I'll do Alisson. Alisson is my keeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, gotta be. Gotta be. It's gotta yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Top top playing at top level and then and doing so well. So, him. I'll have a. So I have a defender. I'll do. I'll do Thiago Silva. Thiago Silva is my defender. He has experience. Uh, yeah. um, Love that guy. Yeah, he's he has a lot of experience. I think he he can be he can do well there. I think my midfielder um, that I'll pick right now. Um, it's tough. Do, There's so many good Brazilian players. Yeah, yeah. The, I think I'll have a holding. <laughs> if if it was a holding midfielder, I'll pick Casemiro. I love. I think yeah, Azmid yeah. is a is a great, great player, um, and I think he, he does extremely well every time he plays against Barcelona. I think he does so well. So I think uh, he he'll be my guy there. Um, and I'll pick Neymar. Neymar will be on my team. One more. Yeah, one more. more. Probably attacker. Me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. that's fair. You're pro. <laughs> you I want to play it. with them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, but, I love it. Good answer. Yeah, but if not, if if I if I'm the coach, let's say if I'm the coach, um, I think uh, my fifth player. Um, uh, I right now, uh, I was I'm between Gabi Go. Gabi Go has been doing very well for Flamengo. Um, and uh, you know, I think he's doing extremely well there in, uh, in the Brazilian league. Um, um, honestly, I like I like to answer of you. The best yeah, yeah. Five, so exactly. I think that I think I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, we can keep that. It was, I was yeah. gonna say him and uh, and Coutinho. I think I love I like Coutinho as well too. But uh. Well, I, I can play too. I can you can put me there. I'll I would I'll love to play those guys. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Hopefully yeah. you get a chance to one day. Yeah, yeah I mean I'm yeah. sure you have big aspirations right now. So like so what are your goals for, for this year if the season does get going? Ah, yeah, so hopefully hopefully we do have a season and um I think for us being able to to win the league would be would be I think our main main goal, I think for us. That's that's what we wanted. We want to do well in the league. I think with this is the second year of the team. Last year they were able to make the playoffs, so I think now the standards are high, and uh, we want to we want to have a successful year. We don't know how how the 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 format is going to look like and and how things going to go, but I think we just have to do our best to 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 win games and then put ourselves in the best situation possible to win the league. So that that's for sure our main goal this year. Sure. And then there's some uh, U.S. Open Cup games, which you'll get to prove yourself against some MLS teams. That uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully have one. Fun. I hope we have one too. I don't know if they're gonna just cancel the the, the Open Cup sure. or not for the year, but if we have one, that'll be that'll be great too to to go far and uh, and and you know challenge ourselves to against against the top players, top teams in the country.
So we usually end Rooster and the Devil with something we call the rant, which is anything you want to talk about, get off your chest about soccer at all. Like anything that annoys you or anything that you're very happy about, like whatever you want is how you get to end it. Really? Yeah. Well, so, I'll put you on the spot here. So, so it yeah. is tough. But. Especially now that we don't have nothing going on. I, 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 can't, get, <laughs> I can't get mad at soccer right now because I can't, I can't watch any, but... So let, let's let's put let's put that. Let's, I'm very upset about the, the the situation where I can I can't watch the game that I love, and, uh, and I think we all we all get a little bit upset about not being able to to, to follow the the top teams, top players, and also play myself play the the, the game that that I want to be playing. So that's that's something that's been in my chest. Trust me, a lot, <laughs> and I wanna I wanna um, kind of get get back going um, to normal routine because. You know, it's a, uh, it's another day. It's, prof- it's, a, it's our profession, my profession, and uh, um, but at the same time, it's what I enjoy doing, watching and, and following players all on the road. So, it's the best, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. I love, I love it. it. Yeah, awesome. Bruno, thank you so much for your time. Um, we'll be fo- following along with you when uh, your season gets going. We'll definitely pay attention to how you're doing. And uh, anytime you want to jump back on, we really appreciate appreciate having uh, having you on. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I had a great time and uh, definitely we can just set it up and I'll, and I'll be more than happy to join you guys here. So. All right, cool. And your roommate plays on your, on your squad? Yeah, he does. He does. He's, he's been a pro for five years. So Might yeah. have to get him on. Yeah, yeah. We definitely can do a, can do a, a, a joint podcast. I'll, I'll tell him right That'd now. Be fun. I'll tell him right now. All right, sure. cool. <laughs> All right man. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks a lot, bud. Thanks so much. Yeah, nice talking to you. All right. All right. Bye. Cast.